Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Hey Chicago Cubs podcast brought to you by Believe Network. Like, comment, subscribe on whatever platform that you may be using. I'm your host, Julian Voss. In today's episode, we'll go over how the Cubs are arguably the hottest team in baseball right now and highlight their plays over the last month. Right now, the Cubs stand at about 61-57 after last night's 11-4 loss against the Toronto Blue Jays. This team's been showing a lot of help and promise over the last month, but right now they need to get back on track with their pitching and make sure that their bullpen guys are doing their jobs. The Cubs are 14-6 and six in their last 20 games, and in their last series wins, they beat the Sox, the Cardinals, the Reds, the Braves, and the Blue Jays. Some of these teams they expect to beat, but also against the Reds and the Braves, that was kind of the turning point in this Cup season where we've seen that they have some capabilities in their offense and their defense, but at the same time, they have a lot of stuff they need to fix. But the biggest, their biggest thing right now is Cody Bellinger and his play. He's the one that's really been able to lift this team over the top of the hedge and giving them the abilities to do more offensively and defensively with how many places he could play on the on the field. Bellinger's batting about 386 right now with a 429 on base percentage with 44 hits, 25 RBIs, excuse me, 30 RBIs, 25 runs, nine home runs in his last 30 games. And a lot of Cubs fans right now are getting those feelings of those 2015, 2016 World Series runs where they have those one guy, those guys where they will get things going on and those highlighting guys also with those hitters around them. And right now, Bellinger's kind of filling in that role where he's that guy where Cubs fans are excited to see him hit. But at the same time, he's one of those guys that you want a team filled out around him so he could get them across the bases too. And the biggest thing that the Cubs really have done this whole season is not trading away Bellinger or Strawman and showing that they're buying instead of trying to trade all their guys away like they have in the past few seasons. And obviously people in Chicago, other Cubs fans, they don't want to see people being traded away anymore. They want to see people win. And I can see Jet Hoyer now, they obviously are in this buy now situation where the Ricketts family is willing to spend money or at least hoping that they will once Bellinger comes back, if he comes back in the offseason. Because if they didn't trade him away at this type of level and they don't re-sign him, Chicago is going to go into mayhem mode and be very mad at their organization again. So honestly, right now, the Cubs have to do with Bellinger. They have to re-sign him, have to make sure he's back on this team after the season. And he may be somebody that's com- commanding more than $100 million, but at this point, you see Dante Swanson gave him the money. Why not do the same thing with Bellinger? He's been back to his MVP level. He's hitting the ball again. He's playing great defense. He's one of those leaders on the team with that DNA where he's in that win-now mode, and it's about time that they do something with this situation and extend him because everybody else around Chicago that is a Cubs fan wants to see him back on this team. And next for the Cubs is Nico Horner, who's one of those guys around Bellinger who just gets back on those base paths and makes plays. Horner's batting about 346 right now with a 452 on base percentage in his last seven games. And he's also one of those guys who's gotten the new extension this season too. 
And the thing with the Cubs right now is they may not have a lot of power hitting, but guys like Horner and Swanson, those middle infield guys or those guys are getting it done for them. Um, they've been making sure that the base paths are filled. They're making sure that the inside on the inside of the infield, they're making all those defensive plays while they're also both both of them are hitting in the lineup in difficult spots where they need to be on base or they need to get those big hits, those big RBIs. And Horner's been definitely that guy where he's been reliable to get on those base pass when needed. But one thing we do want to see with Horner more is getting those bigger hits, getting those doubles, triples, home runs if possible because he's that single guy, that guy just gets on base. We want to, the Cubs' biggest problem right now is not having those big power guys. But that's when getting guys like Candelario in this past trade deadline, that, that was a big move for them, kind of their turning point also. You need those guys on your team that will hit home runs instead of just getting on the bases. Because come playoff time, those big plays will matter the most. We saw it back in 2016, back in 2015, when we see guys like Miguel Montero hitting big grand slams in the biggest parts of the games, seeing Dexter Fowler hitting that big home run to lead off the game in the World Series, Game 7. Those are the game, those are the plays that will be remembered and the plays that will matter more. But the Cubs have those guys that will make those smaller plays, but they need those big play power guys. And once they get that guy, those guys like that going, that's when this team is going to be the biggest problem. And Dancy Swanson's kind of been turning into one of those bigger power guys over the last couple of weeks hitting more home runs than he usually has in his last few games against the Braves or Reds, against teams like that, where his power hitting is getting better. He's filling his role in with that big old contract that he got this offseason. He's definitely been playing his role out with it, hitting the ball defensively. He's a gold glove type of player. He's a type of player that is good for your locker room, good for your clubhouse. Everything about Dancy Swanson and what he's been doing in Chicago is kind of what they've been expecting and kind of what Cubs fans have been expecting. But there's still room for improvement, obviously, everywhere. Even though Dancy Swanson, this is year one for the Cubs, I could see him still having a big outlook in the rest of his career with them. And kind of maybe the best player for the Cubs this season has been Justin Steele. The pitcher for the Cubs the past few years, he's gotten better every single season. Over his last five starts, he's won them, and he's had a 279 ERA this season, which kind of calls for maybe a Cy Young, Cy Young finalist this year when what we could see with him later on in his career because he's very young still. And Steele is maybe not a power thrower guy, but he he's kind of one of those finesse guys like Kyle Hendricks. He's more of a finesse guy with his – the way he places the ball and with his ball movement. But Steele still knows he know, he knows his team well enough on where he needs to replace his, his pitches at. He knows how to lead the count, how to get a good strike count, knowing how to work the pitch count, all of that. But he's still one of those guys you want to see work on his power a little bit with his velocity. But right now what he's doing is perfect for the Cubs, and it's kind of been amazing seeing this team grow and shape themselves after having a good start, then having that rough month, month-and-a-half patch where they couldn't get much stuff going on, and then going back to this right, right when the deadline's about to hit, everything is going exactly how you want it to be.
after that London, after the London trip, after all the road games that you have, you're coming back onto this team, coming back home, having a lot of good series wins against the team that was at the top of the division with the Reds, then the Braves after that. Those are two of maybe the hottest teams in baseball at those moments. And the Cubs, it kind of showed after those two games that they are probably the hottest team in baseball right now. And that their play is not only just getting better, but it's getting more exciting with that. And one of the keys for this Cubs team, I would say, is Marcus Stroman. Stroman, after the London series, he's had a pretty big struggle we've seen. Um, He's had a hip injury, though, so that could be a good excuse for it, as obviously pitchers do need to use their hips a good amount when they're playing. But he's one of those guys on the Cubs team where he's very reliable when he's on, but when he's off, it's a pretty big concern with him because he's supposed to be their one guy, their two guy when pitching. But when he needs to come out of games early from bad pitching and bad matchups, that's when the Cubs run into their issues because their biggest issue on their team right now is their bullpen. And the bullpen has been an issue for the last few years. And they honestly probably should have done something about that at the trade deadline. They got one one player out of that from the Royals, but that's not enough for how much the team's been struggling especially since after they get through their top three pitchers, their bottom of their pitching rotation is not the best. And that's where they're going to run into problems if they make the playoffs. But Stroman is one of those guys where he could come back and be right where he was at first. And that's where a lot of Cubs fans are kind of expecting or at least hoping right now. And that's kind of what I'm expecting is Stroman will come back from that hip injury and he'll – at least get back on a good level, maybe not the elite level he was at at one point in the season, but he'll get back on track to be a good quality starter that everybody knows he's able to be. And right now, the Cubs, after losing last night's matchup against the Blue Jays, they're about a half game back from the wild card. Um, I think that the Cubs honestly will sneak into one of these playoff spots. They're three and a half games back from the division, behind the Brewers, but with how the Cubs schedule is shaping out, especially this next week, you're playing the White Sox, you're playing the Royals, you're playing the Tigers. Those are three pretty bad teams right now that you should be able to beat out in easy series, especially when they're at home. And you see teams like Milwaukee and Cincinnati, they'll have tougher matchups to make along the way. And then at the Cubs' end of the season, they will end up playing both Milwaukee and the Reds again. So you really want to make sure you get these easy matchups out the way, then you win those division games too, because if you don't win those division games and then you let them take the advantage in the series of the whole year over you, you lose out on that conference spot. You lose out on that division spot, that wild card spot that you do not want to miss out on when you have to face a top team like Atlanta or L.A. in the playoffs. So the Cubs really want to make sure that they're taking this one game at a time, not getting too ahead of themselves, not falling into any of the traps of other teams or anything like that because baseball is a long game. It's 162 games, long games. You're traveling on the road all the time, and one small slip-up on the road can make you have many 
bad losses in a row. We saw that with Cincinnati when they were facing the Reds a couple weeks ago. The Cubs took advantage of them having that rough struggle, and that was a huge series win coming up with a lot of wins after that also. So after this week, this next week, the, the Cubs will play the Sox and they'll play the Royals, two of the worst teams in the league right now. And especially when you're playing that rivalry game at home against the White Sox, they could play two games. You're expecting them to sweep them at this point. You're expecting to win those two games. And then the, also against the Royals, they have also been having their, their struggles this season. You're expecting to sweep them also. Then the Tigers, you might you might lose a game game or so against them, but you really don't want to lose more than two or three games against these next few opponents because that will set up you up for a good success after that. And this week, out of all players, I'm expecting to have a good resurgence. I'm going to go with Christopher Morrell. I think that this will be his type of week where he's going to get back on track with his hitting, with his power, also uh, playing good defense if he's not at the designated hitter position. Morrell is going to be, I think he could hit at least two homers this week with having six RBIs. He's going to be that guy in the four, that five spot where he's going to make those big plays after guys will be on the base pass, making those plays. Then he's going to be those that cleanup guy to get it all going. Him and Cody Bellinger, who's obviously has been doing amazing lately. I think he's going to stay on track and be that like, be that guy like Morale, try to get those guys in while having hopefully Hap, who's been struggling this year. Hopefully Hap has a little bit of a resurgence in his offensive game. And then we see him playing to the level that we kind of expected him to be at after signing his extension this past offseason. So with these players playing up these levels, hopefully the pitching on pace, on good track, hopefully seeing Stroman also back on track, coming back soon. The Cubs are in a good position to keep winning these games and getting into good spots before the playoffs. And that's kind of just what the Cubs fans need right now, just being patient, not getting over overheads with every single game, just taking everything one game at a time, piece by piece, inning by inning, strike by strike. That's what matters most for Cubs right now and what matters most for Cubs fans right now. And with that, I'm about to wrap up. The first episode of this podcast, I'm your host, Julian Voss, and this was a Hey Chicago Cubs talk. I will see you guys next week, and thank you for listening.